Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Radiology, our focus this morning. A couple of folks from Mary Washington Healthcare in this morning. Donna Morris is the uh, Director of Clinical Operations, Imaging, Pathology and uh, Laboratory Services. And uh, Shirley Cherry is here, the Program Manager of the School of Radiologic Technology with uh, Mary Washington Healthcare. Good morning and uh, and thanks for both of you for for getting up and coming in this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, a pleasure to be here. This it's a it's a pleasure to have you in because when I started seeing that we were going to talk about the School of Radiologic Technology, and that that takes a lot of you have to say that slow. Mm. I thought that was some some new program, and and surely I find out that it's a program that has been around for quite a while now in this mm. area since nineteen ninety one. So yes, we have a really strong program. It's um, been in existence for since '91, and we have uh, we educate students who are going to be performing diagnostic medical imaging exams. There, uh, we practice in hospitals, clinics, imaging centers, phys- physicians' offices, and many special clinical specialty areas. I did not know that that was yeah. here and that, that 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 kind of training. Do you know the any of the history of of how the it was decided that there there needed to be this this school in this area? Yes, absolutely. So um, the first program manager, her name was Jan Clark, and it was her brainchild. She said, you know, we need to start thinking about, you know, training folks in our community to do uh, medical imaging and really starting with uh, diagnostic x-ray technologists. So she brought that concept to um, the health system and the board at that time. And it was like, wow, this is a great idea. Let's let's do it. And so it was just yeah. Washington back in 1991, the hospital itself. And so we admitted the first class of students in 1991 and graduated them 24 months later in 1993. Since then, we shortened the program down to 21 months. Uh, so, you know, we're able to make some curriculum changes and get them graduated a little sooner. So it's worked out beautifully for the health system. Um, and every year we have a graduation in May and uh, absorb as many students as we can into the field. Yeah. Well, wow. And when you when you think of that, Donna, back back in the early 90s for, for I mean, it was, I mean, it was it was just really the hospital. Uh, in, in the hospital at the old location, I guess right. too. That 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 happened. Um, it just shows the forward thinking that Mary Washington Healthcare has always had. Because, boy, that that was a big step a big step out to do something like that. It absolutely was. And, you know, back then, you know, there was a, a plethora of students and a plethora of technologists looking for jobs. Yeah. That is very different today. Today we have more jobs than we have students, you know, so that is the nature of healthcare since the pandemic. And so you're correct, Ted, forward thinking because we are well positioned, you know, to grow this program and expand it into other disciplines, not just diagnostic x-ray, but how do we also create um, a program for students who want to learn CAT scan, MRI, you know, anything else that we can offer. So that is again, part of our evolution in the health system to make sure that we have an ability to take care of the community in this way. How'd you, how, what was your interest in all of this and in, in, in getting in, involved in you know, imaging and that, that, in, in that whole world? Well, I am the only girl of three brothers and so a bit of a tomboy. And yeah. you know, if they could climb a tree, I could climb a tree. You know? And so um, you know, I 
had my fair share of x-rays, had a very sick sibling uh, growing up, and my parents, if they ever got to go out, um, they had to have a, one of their friends was a nurse to take care of us. And so I always wanted to be like Brooke, wanted to be a nurse. Huh. And she looked at me and she said, no, you need to look into x-ray. And that was the seed that was planted. I knew I would always be in healthcare, didn't know what. And um, yeah, I went to x-ray school at the University of Tennessee. And I graduated in 1981, so I've been in the field a long time and seen a lot of change. I was going to ask you that. This field especially, just the te- the changes in technology, from, if you look at from 1981 to today, I, and I don't even know how you could describe how, how it all has changed. You know, back then, it was, uh, you know, a piece of film in an x-ray cassette, and you would mm. take it to the darkroom, and you would run it through this wet processor, and as a technologist, you would pray it came out. You know, because you didn't know what it was going to look like until you developed it. Yeah. Today, it's like your digital camera. It's like a phone. You know, we take digital imaging. Everything is electronic. We see the image instantaneously. There are no dark rooms anymore. Right. The radiologists get the images on a computer uh, monitor, and they use a workstation, and they can read that x-ray from any location. So, for example, they could be down at our um, uh, outpatient center at Lee's Hill, and they could be looking at an image that was acquired at Stafford Hospital. That's how we Mm. get them processed quickly and get those radiology reports out very, very fast. You don't think of that, that you you don't have to have the time of developing it or having the person has to come to wherever they have to go to see it. They can do it anywhere within the system that's, that's, uh, you know, hooked up. Absolutely. And think about, you know, imaging that needs to occur at the patient's bedside or in the operating Mm. room. We have the technology uh, to take that to the patient and not always have to bring the patient to us. Now, certainly we don't have a mobile CAT scanner or a mobile, you know, MRI. You know, those patients do have to come down to the department for that reason. But we can take x-rays anywhere. You know, so, um, you know, you take the picture, you see it on the monitor right in the patient's room. Yeah. You send it to the radiologist. They're reading it before you ever get back downstairs to the department or to the next patient's room. Wow. You you often say, and especially these kinds of shows, just how we're just so fortunate to be alive in a time like this, that Mm -hmm. these these are some of the areas that you just look at it and you're just marvel. You never you never could have imagined it. Absolutely. And it takes the guesswork out of what we're doing. Hmm. You know, um, x-ray imaging is very much an art as much as it is a science. So not only do you have to think about the radiation dose you're giving the patient, the positioning, you know, the body is in three dimensions. Nothing is, you know, in a straight line. So you have to be able to visualize how you're going to get that image that, you know, whether or not the patient has a fracture or, you know, are you looking for a foreign body? You know, what is it that you need to accomplish? And then, you know, thinking 3D, you know, you have to know your cross-sectional anatomy. Um, you have to know what kind of radiation exposure to give the patient. So there's a lot of training in physics and radiobiology, you know, those sorts of things. And that's Dr. Cherry's uh, forte is because <laughs> she knows the curriculum that's involved in the school, in the program itself. And we're going to talk about that as, as we yeah. go along this morning. So, so, so Dr. Cherry, how did you get involved in all of this? Initially for this program or from the beginning? From the very from beginning. The beginning. Yes. I was a ch- very accident-prone child. So I was one of those that was getting x-rays all the time as I was growing up. So it seemed like a natural fit to to be the person that would be able to help children and become help them be comfortable while they're having imaging procedures. So that came naturally to me. Yeah. And so that's how I got into the field. And then I graduated from x-ray school in 1989. 
I said, like, like Donna, there's been a lot of changes since. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So not a, not as muggy, but still, there's been quite a few. I was in the film days as well. And so I started as an educator back in 1994, and I've loved it ever since. I've, I've found a passion for education. I have a passion for education and a passion for archaeology, and I love to teach. Wow. This is, it, so, all, it all came together it here. It sure did, absolutely. Just perfectly. Yes. Well, just in the, in the world of x-rays, just how mm-hmm. clear the... I just look, think about when my when my kids would with sonograms mm-hmm. back in the in in the late '80s. You would look at that, and they would tell me things, and I I, I saw nothing, I very little, and you just nod your head and say yes. Right now, I see them, and they're just I, just the uh, how clear they are. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Again, technology. Yeah, oh, I absolutely. remember when I was a student, you know, going through that rotation and ultrasound, and it looked like static on the old television right yes and I was exactly like, that's not a liver you know and it's just <laughs> i just never could visualize it and so that was not a field that i chose to pursue but now mm-hmm. ted you're exactly right you can look at an ultrasound of of a uh, unborn child mm-hmm. in the mom's womb and you can tell what that child's going to look like when they're born right that's the level of detail the four dimensions that they use in ultrasound today it's amazing and, and i would think dr cherry too with with, with x-rays when you're looking at things the, the clearer the picture the, the oh, easier it is to make a diagnosis or you're you're, you're less apt to miss something absolutely image quality that's what it comes down to part of that's part of the curriculum is that we teach image quality throughout the throughout each of the procedures courses because they have to be able to look at the images and ensure that they have appropriate quality that they have the quality image as well Mary Washington Healthcare this morning and the School of Radiologic Technology is our our focus. Donna Morrison and Shirley Cherry in this morning. Quick break. We'll be back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Shirley Cherry and uh, Donna Morrison this morning from Mary Washington Healthcare as we talk about the uh, as we talk about the School of Radiologic Technology at uh, at Mary Washington. It's, it's been around, and uh, some of us are just learning about it uh, this morning. Uh, really interesting stuff. So, Dr. Cherry, talk about this. If what what kind of to get involved in this? What what kind of what kind of courses do you need to have ahead of time or? What kind of background do you need? There's a prerequisite a list of prerequisite courses that's on our website. If you we go to sort s o r t dot m w h c dot com, it's a short a little link there that um, students can go to, and they can um, they can pull up our prerequisite courses. But they include English, math, computer science, as well as um, medical terminology, anatomy, physiology one, anatomy, physiology two. They take those courses as well as an associate degree, and then they can come to the certificate, apply to the certificate program. The certificate program is 21 months in length. Okay, yeah, we thought we, we were yes. we were we were talking about that with the yes. with the with the 21 months. When does when does it start? When will you when will you start? Yes. Yeah, so the application process it goes from April. Or, I'm sorry, January 1st to April 1st, and then the program begins in August, the end of August of each year. Okay, and then for and, and, and then for twenty one months, how how yes. often do they go go to class and that kind of thing? Yes, for the first year students, they go to class Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and clinicals on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they switch in the senior year to where they're in classes Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they go to clinical Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So they're pretty much in clinical and class Monday through Friday. 
there are a lot of Donna mentioned just some of the some of the various things that mm-hmm. with with knowing you know anatomy and you know in, in placement and, and things like that there are a lot of things that you don't there, there's there's a lot more to this I think than, mm-hmm. than than meets the eye oh absolutely definitely there's um anything from radiograph, radiographic procedures the students have to learn how to take the radiographic procedures we have laboratories the students go in to the hospital into an x-ray room and they simulate how to how to position each other they um learn to um, analyze images they do radiation we, they learn about radiation biology and protection they learn about um there's there's many many topics that they that we have that we cover in the program uh, patient care is a very important one as well Oh yeah, I mean all all of these. I can see why I, I can yes. see why it takes so long, and, and I'm sure the the fact we we were talking just about how technology mm-hmm. has changed, the fact that you are able to see it and not having to take pictures and then having to redo it if it doesn't work. Right. There, technology is, is is obviously helped, but there still is just the, the basics that you have to know. And even the digital imaging portion of it, there's a huge section just mm-hmm. on digital imaging that students have to learn. So there's a, that's a big portion of the curriculum. And image, I mean, image evaluation, that's a huge, I mean, the actual, what goes into the image and how to, it's, we're not just button pushers. We're actually choosing things, the, the correct voltage and the correct amperage to use to take the, to take the exposures. So that's important. I, that's, I, I know in the days when I have, when, when, when I've had to do this, because you always wonder, you, they, mm-hmm. they, they take the pictures and you, you want I want you to be able to tell me, and yeah. I know they always. Do, one of the first things they'll always tell you is, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna tell you that, you know, we'll we'll, we'll let your doctor do that because you you know they haven't. You you just want to say to them, did you see anything? Is there in? And right. I know they can't say. Right. right. It's in well, our scope of practice. Yes. yes. It is It is a function of the scope of practice. Now, we are very skilled at, at knowing normal mm-hmm. anatomy and abnormal anatomy. And the radiologists, we're an extender of the radiologist, the physician, yeah. that is responsible for providing that interpretation. So they rely on us and that level of expertise to say, okay, something doesn't look quite right. Can you take a look at this and tell me what other imaging can I do? What other you know projection can I get you to help you make that diagnosis? So it is definitely a partnership uh, and a lot of trust uh, that they bestow upon the technologist yeah. for that reason. So we will do that, um, but we cannot legally tell you what we see. We, oh, I always well, wish you could. I know, <laughs> but the good news is, is today um, with the laws the way that they are written, the patient does have the right to know immediately uh, the findings. So we at Mary Washington Healthcare have a, um, the opportunity to offer my chart. So when you sign up for that, as soon as that mm-hmm. radiologist completes the interpretation and signs it, it hits my chart and the patient can then see their results. Now, the downside to that is sometimes those results can be a little unnerving, you know, and that's the to me the hard part. It's hard to say to get that result and it be a finding that you didn't expect and now you're upset, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's really important that we find that balance so that the patient can follow up with their physician and say, okay, now what? What is my next step? I am glad you said that because I don't look when, when I have done I, I don't look just because when I did the, the one time I did and it talked about various things that were elevated and to me that was just I did I just fretted and fretted and fretted and to me it was the next week I was going to go in and, and, and see the doctor and it turned out that that wasn't anything 
he said, oh, that's, you know, that we don't worry about that. But I didn't know that. Right. So, yes, th- I was going to I was going to ask you. I was going to first I was going to ask you off air about my chart, because at sometimes you do see that and you, you, you can tell on, on certain procedures. Yes, that works. Mm-hmm. But it is it, 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 it is a great thing. But I'm, and I'm sure that when the even though you know you can't tell me, but the technicians when they're doing it probably see things. And, and I mean, I know my doctor has said that they'll. He, he has said to me, different times they they usually will they'll they'll let me know right away. And if there is something, I'll let you know. So you you do. I have seen that. I have seen it in action. The partnership that there mm-hmm. is between the with, with with all of this. Absolutely, and you know the community should rest assured that we aren't going to let you leave you know if there's something more that we need to do mm-hmm. and if we do mm. have a finding a bothersome finding we're calling your provider so that that provider can contact you to say okay here's what's going on and here's what i need you to do it is very a very well-oiled machine and very integrated um that way no you see that kind of thing and it is you you, you feel you feel really good about it i'm i'm sure I'm sure, Dr. Cherry, that when uh, when when you are able to when when you're when you're uh, when you're dealing with patients, you see things and you're you know you're able to. I mean, it's got to be a great feeling oh, to know absolutely. that you you know you're you're really part of the the whole diagnosis mm-hmm. uh, in in some cases with with people. I would think absolutely. The um, that's where the pathology comes in. That you're really you're. You're part of the, I think the students learn pathology as well as another topic they learn. So they are part of, they know that if there is a pathologic condition there and they can see it on the images that they're, they're part of that, um, that learn that process of heal, helping the patient get to where they need to be, to be healed. And so it's that, um, that cohesiveness that they're working with the physician to help that patient. What's so interesting of, of having the two of you in this morning is as we, we as we talk about it, it really is a te- it really is teamwork. It's you. It we, we deal with the doctor, and you talk about my doctor, but there are so many people behind the doctor, and mm-hmm. you two are, are great examples of that. Yeah, you know, it's um, you think about the challenges that we have, you know, in healthcare, and the pandemic is a great example. There's very few patients that come to the hospital or to our outpatient centers that don't have some kind of imaging. Right, it, it's it's part yeah. of healthcare today, and you know whether you're worried that you have COVID, you may get a chest X-ray, right? You yeah, know, you're worried that goodness gracious, heaven forbid, you have stroke-like symptoms. You know, you come in, you're gonna get a CAT scan. You know, that's part of the process. You have a trauma, you have you know a car accident or whatever. You're going to get plain film X-rays, and you're going to get a CAT scan. You know, so medical imaging is a critical part of how we take care of our patients. Yeah, and like you say, it has become very routine now yeah. to, to, to be able to do these things. I'm sure, Dr. Cherry, during, I mean, COVID had to be just a huge challenge. It was. In this whole field, and, and, and with the school, too. It was, yes. During COVID, the uh, a lot of the courses were online. It was, uh, it was a necessity at that point. And then uh, we had to minimize the clinical hours uh, the, you know, for the students at that time, too. So it was more of a simulation-based uh, learning. It was, a, it was a challenge, and we made it through. But a lot of programs throughout the country, they were given the liberty of teaching um, distance learning. Hmm. Our accrediting body, which is the Joint Review Committee on Education and Technology, gave the programs the 
usually would say, you have to have this approved before you can do distance education. But at that time, they said, no, we understand you have to do it. Yeah. So it was an understanding that. And then that the, um, having that lab simulation equipment that was available to us that you could, you know, digitally students could work from home on simulated um, equipment. Yeah. Speaking of the equipment, that stuff, it's, it looks big, it looks expensive, it and is. it looks complicated. Oh, yes. I, I would think that there's, there's just the learning curve of learning how to use all that stuff. And as technology changes, mm-hmm. what you have to learn to operate it would change. Absolutely. That's the part of the curriculum as well as the equipment operation and maintenance and everything. Yes, there's a huge learning curve on that equipment. Definitely. Again, um, the you gave a, 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 a web address that I only partially wrote down for sure. for to, to get to, uh, to to learn and get more information on the school. Yes, it's sort s o r t dot m w h c dot com. Sort dot m w h c dot com. We are talking with uh, Shirley Cherry and Donna Morris this morning with uh, Mary Washington Healthcare. More coming up. We'll talk more on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It is 829. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA, Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Good stuff this morning with Mary Washington Healthcare. The Mary Washington Healthcare School of Radiologic Technology is our focus. SORT.MWHC.com if you want to find out more information on all of this. Uh, Dr. Shirley Cherry is here along with Donna Morris. They are both involved in this and just the, 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 te- the technology and, and, and how it, it all happens. Donna, we were just talking off air about um, just the various different scans because I had, was talking about getting a PET scan and how that's different. And describe all the different. I I thought a scan was a scan was a scan, but there really is depending on the kind of scan you're getting, you you are getting different. They, they they do different things. Yes, absolutely, and and they use different technologies. So, for example, in nuclear medicine, we actually inject the radioisotope into your blood system Mm -hmm. and it's tagged to go to certain places in your body so if we want to look at your bones you know there's a certain way that we do that and what happens is is because your your body becomes not to be scary but radioactive in a way and we put you under the camera and the camera detects the different levels of radiation and creates the image so that we know that if something absorbed that radioactive material too much that could be problematic for the patient and we need to investigate that it Mm. could be cancer or it could just be an inflammatory change it could be a whole lot of different things whereas in say for example cat scan you're going through that um, gantry the hole and we are scanning we're taking x-ray pictures in 360 degrees so that's that tube that x-ray tube is spinning around you as you go through yeah we're creating and it's like a loaf of bread so we are actually creating thousands of very thin images or pictures of your body as you go through that tube and it's it's incredible because we can see such fine detail and the resolution is amazing so we can find these little tiny abnormalities Mm. that might explain the problem that you're having and i'll give you an example we're doing a lot of cardiac imaging at the outpatient center and also at mary washington hospital with the heart Mm. 
And so we have a, a CT scanner that has two x-ray tubes in it, and it spins around you, and we can do in one revolution a complete picture of your heart in static motion. Your heart beats all the time, yeah. right? So we can take a picture where your heart is at rest that's that fast, and we can see all the coronary vessels and things like that to see if you have a blockage. And um, we can take a you know, CT of your head in less than 60 seconds using that machine. So the technology has just evolved. Wow. It's incredible. Uh, the speed and the accuracy and the specificity um, of the imaging that we have today. And especially when you were talking about that, because I was thinking about, about blockage, you could, to, to be able to see that so quickly and to see, be able to pinpoint that and then know what has to be done is, is just wow. Yeah, and you know whether or not you have to take that patient to the cardiac cath lab, yeah, you know, for an intervention, or it's okay and the patient can be just safely discharged home and follow up with their doctor on whatever might be driving some cardiac issues that they have. Mm, what an exciting field! Yeah, I That's mean, why it, I stay in it. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 really really is. Now, as far as the uh, the 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 program goes, Dr. Cherry, the the, the school of, uh, of of radiologic radiologic technology, I guess it's accredited, and you go through all that all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the program is accredited by the Joint Review Committee on Education in Radiologic Technology. For short, it's called the JRCERT. It's the only programmatic accreditor for radiography programs in the country. And we have, we received an eight-year accreditation, which is the longest award we can receive Mm. this past uh, 2023. And so that's exciting for us. We, um, the the program's been accredited since 1991. So it's always been an accredited program. Who do you get to teach? I guess you have, you have, professors or you've got doctors or who, who teaches these these courses i teach the courses and then i have a, a clinical coordinator who teaches oh, the labs okay. and the and also coordinates the clinical oh okay wow so, so you yes. really are you really are knee deep into all of this yes i am yes I, yeah i teach all the courses yes okay well i did not i didn't know wow that yeah. to, to be able to do that boy you have a you have an understanding mm-hmm. uh like none other of, yeah. of, of a lot of this that, that, that we right. talk about exactly um, so the, um, the talk about just just some of the some of the courses or some of the things that's, that that students are exposed to. Oh sure. So so for example, just first semester, one of the first things that they learn in the very first semester is medical emergencies. So patient care. So I mean, if you walk into a, a patient's room and the patient's having an, having a seizure, how do you handle that? So it's, those are the, some of the things that they learn very first semester, and they're in the program. Um, they uh, second semester, they're getting into um, more. They learn the equipment in the first semester, but we're going to learn more about the equipment in the second semester. We're going to get into more like. Um, talking about what's called a grid and what's underneath the underneath the tabletop and things like that so every semester builds upon the yeah. form one and so we just and then procedures we talk about uh, the, we start off with the test x they learn how to take chest x-rays first that's our very because that's a very common exam yeah we go to the abdomen next then the next exam is our hands and fingers and you know we, we just start right down right up the body and just start learning about all the different parts part of the imaging of the upper extremity and the shoulder and the uh, scapula and just keeps on going this semester we're currently uh, in the digestive system so uh, each semester builds upon the former one and we just keep learning different you know different systems of the body i never realized that 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 in this in in this particular discipline Mm -hmm. you do have to know the whole body because you're you're dealing with it every part of the body 
every part. So anything from the toe to the digestive system to the skull yeah. to the, and then they also have lessons on CT as well because they can, they can, the students can graduate from the program and stay in radiography. They can specialize in and stay in radiologic technology, or they can specialize in areas that Donna's been talking about. They can go into mammography. They can go into. They can specialize in CT, into MRI, into nuclear medicine, into sonography. So there's many different specialty areas. Bone densitometry. The list goes on and on. PET. We have so many areas that you could that you really can't get bored in radiography no. because there's so many things that you can specialize in if you just if you want to change it's like i'd like to do something different i'd like to just cross train in mri you can do that and so you have those opportunities to you as a technologist when you decide to do if, if you decided to to specialize how much mm -hmm. longer does that does does that does that take you well, for the six for the CT and MRI, approximately twelve to thirteen weeks, as far as the um, on-the-job training. Oh, okay. And then, so that's not that terribly long. And then it's paid during that time too, so it's not like you're like have to stop working or something to do that. You can do on-the-job training. So it's um, we have a lot of on-the-job training opportunities for 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 technologists who are in the field as well. I think it was Donna mentioned it earlier. It's it's. There are a lot of there are a lot of positions open. There's, oh, there's, there's a need for this. Absolutely, we over the past thirty years we've had over a ninety nine percent job placement rate, and in the last five years we've had a hundred percent placement rate job placement rate. There's there are so many jobs there are not enough jobs for the positions. So. Students can, right now, graduates are assumed to be graduates are applying for the interview or interviewing for positions like, well, which one should I choose? They're interviewing for three and four positions and they're like, so should I choose to work at this place or work at this place? And so they can, they can kind of like shop around a little bit to see where they want to work. But in a 99% placement rate. Yeah. Exactly. That's something to be proud of, and, exactly. I mean, and as a as a parent, I would have I would I should have said to my kids, "Here's something to here's something to look at." Right? Is there is there sort of in for in both of you? I guess I mean is I, is there kind of a certain personality or what what kind of skills should a person have? To go in, go into this, in, into this field. I would say what Donna said earlier. You, uh, it's an art and a science. This is mm. they're very much an art and a science. So if you have an artistic side to you, there or even a science side to you, either one. Some people like photography to start off with. Some people just have that they love math. Donna said she didn't like math, but some people, some people do, like me. <laughs> so, but there's um, some that do. There's some individuals that love anatomy. There's some individuals that just um, want to help people. And so there's many different ways that, many different, I guess you could say, um, introductory paths that bring people to this field. But I think the overwhelming part is being able to help people, you know, being able yeah. to um, help get that diagnosis for that patient. I think that's a big, is a big piece for, a big piece of the puzzle. And, you know, a problem solver being able to problems, wanting to pro solve problems and, and not just you take images and like Donna mentioned earlier, and, and you may not have all the images that you need for that radiologist. So you talk to the radiologist, what would, what more can I get? What more projections can I mm -hmm. perform? So the problem solving that you know that you can go to that physician and, and ask those questions. And so that's the type of person that we need in this field. And just to be able to communicate with the physician exactly, exactly. to do that kind of Communication thing. Communication's huge. You have to communicate. As 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 I looked at as as we talked earlier about just some of the some of the requirements and and to see that and you you do see how important that is. Mm -hmm. 
but um no, it's 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 fascinating for for someone that really does want to does want to become part of the medical field, right? But you're not either equipped or for whatever reason to to go and 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 go through the training as a doctor. This is this is a, this is a great field to be able to be in. Absolutely, and you know, there's a lot of other things that you can do. Um, going to X-ray school is a launch pad, you know, to mm. a lot of other things in in healthcare. You know, for example, you may have the characteristics for leadership. You know, so you can you know lead a team and and create you know uh, and implement all these great projects and technologies. You can work for a vendor. You know, vendors sell medical equipment to us, right? Uh, yeah. So how do we learn to use it? Well, there's a person called an application specialist, and most all of them have an X-ray background or a CT background or an MR background, and we go site to site to site and teach those folks how to use that equipment and optimize their protocols. Um, you can go into, um, you know, hospital administration. You can go into equipment sales. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do with this certification. Well, one of the things that you two have, have talked this morning, as a, as a sports fan, you see so often now when when players have injuries and they, they take them back, mm-hmm. and, you know, within sometimes – 10 or 15 minutes they're telling you what what the injury was it makes sense now based on all the things that you have talked about that you have access to absolutely absolutely you know there's there's technology out there now where they can put cat scanners in an ambulance uh to take that technology to the patient and get that stroke diagnosis a little quicker now Mm. you can't put that in every single ambulance Right. right you know but the technology is there you can you have mri units in the operating room you know, where they're doing intraoperative brain surgery using an MRI scanner. You know, it's, it's, the sky's the limit to what we can do. Um, it is so important today to our physicians to have some kind of imaging guidance. You know, we used to have to open patients up to take blood clots out of their lungs. Yeah. Today we do that in interventional radiology doing, using fluoroscopy, and we're pulling that blood clot out of the patient in that suite. You know, it's, isn't it's, that amazing? It, it is incredible um, what mm. we can do today. That is Mary Washington Healthcare our uh, our focus this morning. And again, if you want to f- find out more information, sort.mwhc.com for for more information. And you just think about as 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 we go ahead, as and as the technology in the years ahead, as this continues, there's going to especially if there's a need now, there's going to continue to be that need. So this this is something, and the fact that this is available here, that you don't have, you can you can do this and be around here, that you don't have to go to you know name your place of you know a, a larger metropolitan area. Right. The fact that it's available here is just terrific. It, it, it's an amazing investment in the community to pr- be able to provide yeah. those services, but more importantly, to be able to educate and train members of our community to stay here and want to take care yeah. of their their fellow you know residents you know so that's the whole point of having the school here yes the student can graduate and take a job in another location outside of of our you know service area but we're here to keep folks here and to take care of Fredericksburg and the surrounding areas that's what my passion is about you know that's why you know i moved here in 1992 and joined mary washington healthcare at that time yeah and that's why i haven't left because i believe in that mission you know so you know we want our students we want our community members to know about our school 
and to get into such a noble profession. And there are there are so many options around here. I look around of where just just even ten years ago when I was being treated for cancer and when I needed imaging, I was going over to to medical imaging by the hospital. Now I can go out Route Three. I can you know there there are there just there are so many more options around here that uh, that, that you don't have to travel as far to get some of these some of these really high tech services. Yeah, and there's imaging in you know physicians practices. You know, you go to the orthopedics uh, yeah. center, you know, they have x-ray there, you know. So w- we try to bring the technology to the patient as often as we possibly can. Yeah. Well, when, uh, um, Dr. Cherry, when I, when you get through the 21 months and a, and a person graduates, what a great feeling. It's got to be for you. It's, well, especially oh, it's for huge. you. How many students have, how many students have you, have you, graduated through the program you know that, that you've seen pass through that, that you've been able to teach they've got to be just really a lot of people out there that are doing this oh yes well i've not only been here but in other programs too but for yeah. this program i've been here for two little over two years so it's been um i've been i've had you know a, a good number of students from this program but over many many years i've had over 400 yes yeah, so it's a, it's been a it's been i've been a very proud mother i guess you could say a <laughs> uh, parent i could say radiology parent so uh, just yeah having people graduate individuals graduate and seeing them pass the registry and and, pass, and go on and work in the field and having them come back and give give uh, guests be give guest lectures to yeah. students and talk about what their specialty areas are it makes me so proud that i'm like oh my gosh that's one of my graduates up there you know talking about this so, have you ever been a patient and had one of your graduates yes do i that? sure have i sure have I had a cardiac catheterization and the technology the lead technologist in that room was one of my graduates yes that was something uh, very amazing and i felt so I felt comfortable, very comfortable, yeah. because I, mean, I knew that he knew he knew what he was his job. I mean, I felt that he was very competent in his position. It sounds like the people that get to go through these programs and as as comprehensive as you as you have described it, I mm-hmm. they they really when they get out, yes, I, they have to be confident that they they know their stuff. Absolutely, yeah, they they. That's the, that's the idea is that between the each semester, like I mentioned, it's been it's a five semester long program, and with each semester building upon the previous one, that foundation has to be solid, and with that solid foundation of knowing that knowing the skill and being comfortable and confident in their abilities is very important as they go through the program, and so that's part of the that's the the cru- the, cru- the crux of the whole thing is just to to have that um, that knowledge and that skill, and then to have that graduate be that you know person taking care of me for that cardiac mm-hmm. catheterization for me to be comfortable i knew that he i knew and i knew he knew what he was doing yeah so that's the that's the great part that's the reward i like that that's cool yep. quick break we're going to wrap this up and we come back one final break and uh we'll we'll talk give you all the details about the school and uh how you can apply because uh january through april 1st yes is this is this is the time to apply so that is why it's, it's great to have you in this morning to talk about that and we'll go through all that information and uh get you out of here this morning when we come back on news talk 1230 wfva this is town talk on news talk 1230 wfva download the all-new news talk 1230 wfva app for apple and android text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756 and now here's your host Ted Schubel. Donna Morris, Shirley Cherry in this morning as we talk Mary Washington Healthcare and the Mary Washington Healthcare School of Radiologic 
technology. Dr. Cherry, how do I apply? How do I apply? We've talked about a lot of this stuff, but the basic thing, how do I apply? Well, you go to that sort.mwhc.com website that you talked about before, and then go to apply here. And the, um, if there's any questions on the uh, on the application, there's a contact us uh, link also on the page. My picture's on there along with my email address and individuals can contact me and ask any questions that they would like. They can call me or email me, either one, uh, for any questions. And the, the, the website has information on some of the prerequisites and that kind of thing. Absolutely, it has all the information about the program prerequisites, about the how to get, how to get accepted, what the process is, after after you apply, it takes you through the whole step-by-step process for after in the, um, the month of April that I'll go through the applications because the application process is between January 1st to April 1st. Then in April, I'll go through the applications and I'll um, send out emails to each person who applied with what the next step is. And that next step is going to be to interview, to complete a HESI exam, and to... Um, uh-oh. Oh, and observe. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I almost forgot. So, and observe as well. Okay. And as far as um, uh, uh, Donna Morris in in this in this morning too, the, the clinicals and that kind of thing that 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 happens right in right around this area generally. Absolutely. We have five uh, clinical sites: the two hospitals, Mary Washington and Stafford Hospital, as well as our outpatient centers uh, in partnership with Medical Imaging of Fredericksburg. So we have clinical instructors in each location, and the students when they rotate. they are partnered with a certified technologist that's a requirement so that the student isn't working independently they are Mm. they are proctored and precepted by a registered technologist at all times until the time that they are deemed competent to perform something independently then they they morph into a indirect supervision um, oversight so the technologist has to be within the vicinity of where they're practicing so it's definitely you know um, very well managed and monitored you know we just don't cut them loose and say here go forth and prosper you know we right. we, we definitely make sure that they're doing things properly and i guess did they have is there is there like licensure or they every few years they have to do something to to, to keep their accreditation or something like that correct so at the end of the program uh dr cherry Uh, acknowledges to the American Registry of Radiologic Technologists, the ARRT. That is our certifying body. Every technologist has to take the registry and pass it, uh, and then they get their credential. After that, they have to do a certain number of continuing education credits to maintain their certification through the ARRT. And then there is licensure that if you're working in a, not working in a hospital, you're working at a clinic, Mm -hmm. that you would also go through state licensure as well. And maintain that too. Well, forty-eight hours ago, I did not realize the school even existed, or if I, I was thinking it was something that that, that was very new. Um, boy, the fact that it's been around all these years and has been training people and continues to this is this is it's exciting, especially in this field, and especially in a field where there is such need. Absolutely, absolutely. And we are proud of the school. You should, be. and we are extremely proud to hire the graduates into the health system. You know, we know the quality of that student when they graduate, and that's that's to Dr. Cherry's credit as well as Amanda Walker, who's our clinical coordinator for the school. So, uh, very very well run program. Sort.mwhc.com. 
Donna Morris is the uh, Director of Clinical Operations, Imaging, Pathology, and Laboratory Services. Shirley Cherry is the Program Manager, School of Radiologic Technology at Mary Washington. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you for what you're doing. This was fun. Thanks. Thank Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the host and guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.